This is Andy Jackson here on The Evening Show. My guest tonight, Paddy McAloon from Prefab Sprout with a new album out today called I Trawl the Megahertz. I've got to say that mm. I came into this interview with you completely unprepared for the album, which I listened to last mm. night on my headphones and just instantly fell in love with. Thank you very much indeed. You went just totally baffled and thought, what the heck has happened here? Where are the drums? Where's the guitar? I was expecting Cars and Girls, you know, <laughs> stuff like... Because yes. that's what, that's, yes. that's what yes. I grew up listening to, and I had I literally no idea at all. No, no, it was a, it's a departure, as, as those, as, as the king of rock and roll and cars and girls were from the stuff I was doing in the 80s. They were, they themselves were originally a bit of a departure, and this is another one, which of course, it originally appeared as a, as a solo record, and um, we have just brought it back into the Prefab Sprout fold by, by uh, you know, by calling it a Prefab Sprout record. But it's it's of a piece with what I do, Andy. You know, it's kind of, it's, um, you know, I, I like to think that each time I make a record, that there's a little bit of um, progress, or there's a little bit of um, finding new ground. And this is maybe just slightly more extreme than the normal, the normal things. I'd accept that. This is what this is what confused me first of all, and maybe you can clear this up because mm -hmm. is this is this a is this a Paddy um, album? Is this a Prefab Sprout album? Is it both? Because online it's listed as both, and I, for one, am very yeah. very confused. Okay, I'll, I'll try and clear that up for people. It's it's really rather simple. Um, back in the day when we first when we made this when we recorded it. Um, I intended it to be a Prefab Sprout record, and at the last moment I got cold feet because it's a classic artistic dilemma that if you just stay the same, uh, some people will like that, and other people expect a bit more from you might just go, oh, that's just more of the same, we've already got that. So I was going through that in my head at that time, 2003, that we should make a Prefab Sprout record that was extremely different, and then I got cold feet, so we put it out, as a solo album and um, with a passage of time I kind of think that the way I look at it now is if you're going to group all the music together if you're going to if you gather all the music together that I've written um, you just need the one title for it it's prefab sprout record um, it will find its own level among the other things sometimes it takes a few you know weeks or years even until it kind of um, it, it, until it settles but that's what it is it's really a prefab sprout record and over time I think people may you know appreciate that hopefully and very soon later this year or the beginning of next year I do hope to have an album of more conventional songs uh, for those people who feel slightly disgruntled if they are disgruntled. I was incredibly um, surprised when I put it on because as I say I had no preconception of, 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 no. of what I was going to hear last night no. and I put it on on my headphones and I don't know if that made any difference listening to it sort of like isolated from everything else but I was just mesmerised and I thought for God's sake who is these days, what record company is going to put an album out with a track on it <laughs> It's 22 minutes long because nobody does that anymore. Well, I'm delighted to be with that major record company that has such faith in your back catalogue and in maybe even in your future catalogue that thinks, yeah, we will go along with this. Um, uh, I was trying to do something, uh, you know, I, I, its its origins were that I had had, you know, uh, eye surgery um, in 1998 and wasn't allowed to sit up and play instruments. I had to lie down. I couldn't read, and I, I started listening to audio books. 
and I started to listen to late night radio chat shows where people would talk about their problems and confide in the DJ. And um, a bit later, when I was when I was better and I was sort of writing music again and, um, and and you know working on my computer, I tried to put these two things together: the things I'd overheard, these very sad things, some of them, and others were more jolly or funny or darkly humorous. And I put the two together, and I, I did something which I had wanted to do for a long time, which was to make a prefab sprout record that I could listen to without hearing my own thoughts which might strike you as odd, but on the other hand, you might talk to songwriters who are never madly keen on their own voice. You know, even John Lennon apparently was always trying to disguise his voice. That was some sort of thing that singers sometimes have. So here we are with a record where I can listen to it. I've put it together, but it's not me just banging on about what I'm thinking. And um, I found a, a wonderful woman called Yvonne Connors who um, agreed to read all of these things that I'd collected from over the airwaves and sort of turned into a kind of prose poem and she read them out over the music and I thought, yeah, that's a sort of, um, that's a song in itself. It's like a, a large song about, about love and loss. It's just 22 minutes long. I am telling myself the story of my life, stranger and song of fiction. We start with the joyful mysteries before the appearance of ether trying to capture the elusive. The farm where the crippled horses heal, the woods where autumn is reversed, and the longing for bliss in the arms of some beloved from the past. I said, your daddy loves you. I said, your daddy loves you very much. He just doesn't want to live with us anymore. It's like Bohemian Rhapsody times three or four. That's how I look at it. I thought of it. It's it's kind of like because obviously when um, you know when you did this back in two thousand and three, there was no such thing as podcast. Podcast, you know, the internet wasn't a thing. But this to me reminds me of like the best of the best podcast, but with an orchestral score to it. Well, that's a great observation. I had never thought about it like that. That 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 time has provided a technology that was closer to the idea of megahertz than megahertz was back in the day. That's kind of, yeah, I get you. I get where you're coming from. As I say, you know, not only is it an album with the, the you know, the first track, 22 minutes long, mm. the, nearly the entire rest of the album is is instrumental. There's, there's and instrument, I sing, I sing, I sing. <laughs> Yes, yeah, there are there are a lot of electronic keyboards and things happening underneath it, and some beautiful playing by uh, the Robert McFall Orchestra and uh, various uh, you know um, other players for the trumpets and things like that. But it does have. I sing on one of the tracks, which is called "Sleeping Rough." I'm lost. Yes. the one track I sing on and there is another uh, track which has vocal samples so it's not singing as such but it was pieced together from radio broadcasts and um, the kind of punchline of it is this poor gentleman saying I'm 49 divorced and I was very struck by this very short phrase when I was listening to the radio one night and I thought this guy he summed up a whole world a whole world view (laughs) 
in, in the shortest number of words, and you kind of, you kind of, it's a sort of rueful laughter that you can have at it because many people are in, in that position. So I made a track out of um, some of these smaller things, a shorter track, uh, and I think that that's kind of, if, if there was to be a single on this record, it might be I'm 49. See, maybe this is why it has appealed to me so much, because not only, okay, I'm fifth, I'm in my 50s now, but yes, I'm divorced and I'm a late-night radio DJ. It's got everything in my life in it. I have kind of described you, if, I'm not, if that's not too rude a thing to say to you, Andy, I hate saying that to you. Is it something you're kind of feeling the empathy with that situation? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that, and 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 humbled by it too. But yeah, it's in the zone of people's experiences of a certain age. This has happened to me, and you kind of go, okay, I've got that. And uh, you know, I try to make some. I think the music kind of cuts against some of the sad stuff over the top of it. But that, you know, I I I suppose I'm not in that position, and I kind of think, well, maybe it's a little too close to to home for some people. We'll just have to see. What's wrong? I'm 49 divorced. Are you falling apart? <laughs> if I was to describe it as a concept album, how would that make? How would that? How would that make you feel? Well, I kind of guess it. I, I guess it is, and you know, the, I mean, the, the concept being that you just immerse yourself in this unusual sound world I don't even think I don't really think it's that radical I think the thing that makes it super radical is the fact that you're using a, a group's name and it's not doing what the group used to do not in the, not in the normal way you know it's sort of forsaking the songs and the rock instrumentation it, it does that but it has lots of things in common with what I do but co- as a concept album I think that's fair enough because I, I did I do come from a time when that wasn't necessarily a kind of dirty word it was sort of um, you know it, it, it denoted a certain um, what would we say a, a, a sense of adventure in music you know like if you listened to if you listened to Dark Side of the Moon which is an immensely popular record and yes the singing on it it wasn't the Carpenters. It was a different way of going about things. It was a mood record, and you could immerse yourself with your headphones. And I was pleased to hear when you said that you'd listen to it over headphones, because really, that's kind of... I, I don't know that it's a, a, such a social record. I think it is meant for listening to in the way that you, that you, that you did initially, because you can then get lost in it, if you have the patience, to be fair. You know, if you, if you don't tune out after two minutes and think, oh, my God, when's she going to start singing? I think it's perfect to, uh, as I say, I, you know, I listened to the album for the first time last night and I was uh, I was in bed listening to it and I just put it on and kind of sort of drifted in and out of consciousness on it. And I don't know whether that's a, whether I'm, I'm doing you a disservice. By no, I understand a... that. I understand that. So, you know, sorry, I've interrupted you. No, I kind of that was really the condition that I was in when I was um, when I'd had my eye surgery. I, when I was recuperating. I was listening to books and stories. 
and things and drifting in and out with it and so it's a sort of it's it, you, you've recreated the conditions in which I was sort of originally think, thinking of doing something like this so, so yeah if anybody's going to be if anybody's going to have the first listen to this so the, the ideal conditions are lying down I was after a couple of glasses of wine I will be honest as well lying down with headphones on is the optimum listening conditions for this. possibly possibly I mean maybe we could sell it as some kind of um, <laughs> hypnotherapy kind of treatment or you know in, uh, or maybe not I don't know a cure, a cure for uh, insomnia perhaps it's also very sort of film scorey as well, and I could see it as um, you know, much I don't know, like sort of Tubular Bells was associated with a particular movie. What, what about sort of associating this with a with a movie? Is there any plans for that to happen? Well, after the long twenty-two minute track, most of the uh, the little little short pieces from Sleeping uh, uh, Sleeping Rough onwards, um, they were originally. Um, I conceived them as a as a soundtrack to a film, which I. Basically, it was a, the idea of some software entrepreneur uh, from 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 you know Silicon Valley coming to England and um, something happening to him and getting lost. That was the original sort of the, the, the scenario. But after a while, I jettisoned all that and thought, look, let's do without the story of this this person because it just is an encumbrance, really. Let's just enjoy it as music and people can supply their own story. But yeah, the soundtrack element is always appealing, especially if if you're not going to go out and play your music live. The thing of um, you know synchronizing it to film is. Um, is, a, is just attractive on all sorts of levels. But we haven't done that. There's, there's a part of me thinks I would like to see, and I have spoken to people about making a sort of short film of megahertz itself, but it it would have to be done so well because uh, otherwise you kind of kill the beauty of radio, which is, you know, and I say that because the record is like like a small radio broadcast or a podcast, as you said. And if you if you put you impose your own pictures on it, you could spoil it. Whereas when you're listening in bed to it, you can kind of choose to think your own thoughts along with it. And that's one of the beauties of radio and records. I think it's fantastic that there is a record company that is prepared to put something like this out because people have got such short attention spans now. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure. I, I agree, and I kind of, you know, I've all my life, I, I, I've, I, I can see that, and I understand it, and I do write music at home, where I can concentrate on the short, catchy phrase, and I like, I like it. I like music like that. I have no problem with bubblegum pop or whatever you call it, that kind of stuff that's just meant to be like an earworm. I get that. I, I like it very much indeed. But by the same token, I do love the idea of the slow growing, growing record that has a reputation made over years and some people will say to one another have you actually heard that that's very different and it takes a bit of time to get used to it i'm well prepared for that and and like yourself delighted that there's a record company that will will indulge me in that It would be a very difficult thing to tour with as well, and I know you're not necessarily <laughs> the, the biggest fan of live performances now, but no. um, it would, you know, I could maybe I could see it with like a full orchestra, as you know, and lasers and and all that kind of stuff. Maybe yes. one day as a one-off. I, I, th- I think you could, but don't you think it was a rather cunning thing that I did there? <laughs> 
which was partly the, the idea. I made a record that would be extremely difficult for me to be involved in, and I wouldn't be called upon to be involved in it. That was that was there was at the back of my mind that it could be, in all seriousness, a sort of touring entity by itself because really, it's orchestral largely, and there's the narration which could be synced to it. You don't even have to have someone there doing it live. The you could be a hologram, f- couldn't you? you could I be could. There, hologram. <laughs> there are people these days, as you well know, who would love to more artists to do that because then you don't have to deal with their egos. You can turn turn us all into holograms. I'm sure ABBA are way ahead of us there. <laughs> I think this is this is the perfect thing, eh? So you've got the whole, you've got the live orchestra, you've got you there as a hologram, and uh, bish bash bosh. That's the I th- way forward. Actually, that, I think I think I think that that is that's like exactly right. When I did it, you know, in, in, again taking taking your your light choking tone seriously, I had that back in the day that the notion of the hologram would have been a bit far fetched, but it's true. Something like this could be done where I appear for one song to sing in some sort of uh, holographic form. So maybe, you know, uh, maybe I'll pass that on to the relevant parties. Another, we'll wait 15 years for that or whatever. It's it's a bit like you say, it's a slow burn, isn't it, with you? It is, yes, it is. It is, it is. Can I say, it's been a delight talking to you. I was uh, so intrigued that that somebody's making music like this and it's getting released now. And it was a genuine delight for me. You're very, very welcome, Andy. It's good to talk to you. Thank you very much. That was Paddy McAloon in conversation on Wave 105's evening show. And the new album called I Trawl the Megahertz from Prefab Sprout is out today.